What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I'm your host, Ren. With me, as always, Angelo. As always, no Austin tonight. But good news on that front is this is the last week of his basketball coaching career for the year, I guess. So hopefully you should see more Austin starting next week. I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something because I figured you were going to. Um, before we get started, so you're listening to this on Sunday, right? This is a normal episode we're releasing on Sunday. Um, if you've listened cool. to all of our content, then you know that for the past couple months, like past half a year, really, uh, we have had content releasing Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Tuesday and Thursday were the football podcast. Um, Tuesday into the postseason and off season, they're not going to do an episode. So we've had nothing there for a couple of weeks, right? So right. we are gauging a couple things. We're going to try a couple things. So if you don't have notifications enabled, which you should, we ask you to do it every week. You should have that done already. Um, check back on our feed on Tuesday. We are going to premiere a concept. We're going to do no reserves pop culture in a way. We're going to start with a I believe, video game episode. Um, if that's something you're interested, give it a listen. It, it's going to be the same style of content that you've grown to love here at no reserves but it, it just different different topics um i'm excited for it i'm excited to try new things um we'll see how it goes um it won't always when we do no reserves pop culture it will not always be video games it will be primarily i would assume movies because that's something all of us kind of can relate to whereas i mean we all play video games but it's it's different like interests i guess um Ren sounds like the crazy bitch who got bored and she wants to try new things, but is it really the new things? It's new for us. It's new for us. It's not like, it's not challenging the form. It's not, you know, going against the grain. It's not being a trailblazer, but for us, it's new and we want to try it and see if we like it and see if you like it. That's all I really care about is if we like it and if you like it. Um, but before we get into that, because that'll be a whole nother episode, uh, we have to get through this basketball podcast first. Um, and with it being the basketball podcast, the day we're recording this is Friday, the 26th of January, which if you are a basketball fan, you know what that means. It's uh, the anniversary of Kobe Bean Bryant's death, which is a sad day. It still really doesn't feel real. Um, I know a lot of the NBA Twitter sphere or whatever we're calling it now um, is making comments about it, talking about it. Jason Tatum's talking about how now he makes sure that he bothers the older players in the league like LeBron um, because he regrets not having got more from his. It, it sounds weird to say it like this, but from his personal relationship with Kobe. Um, as a professional athlete, because obviously in sports, the previous generations influence the younger generations. And that's how things progressively get better is people are learning younger and younger, the things that the people learned later in their careers. Um, but yeah, it, it still really does not feel real, I guess. I mean, I've seen, God, I've 
seen not not the autopsy pictures, but like the autopsy like sketch or diagram, I guess, like where it explained like all his injuries. It is still weird. Um, do you have anything on on Kobe? Maybe? No, um, I already told the story about yeah, where I, mean, I was when it happened. Yeah, we 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 had it. It's pretty talked about it last year. It, it was. Yeah. Like all of my social media memories today are just like clips of Kobe. Like it, it's just it's strange, strange times. Um, Ooh. what did you ever like? Okay, I don't know if this is how your brain works, but this is how my brain works. Um, so we were talking, you were talking about the Twitter sphere mm-hmm. or X sphere, whatever you want to call it. I... And I was like, wait, what's happening on X? And then I thought of something that would be perfect for the Tuesday episode. But. Or do you want to save that for off air? I don't know. It's something we. It doesn't have to do with the topic. So, I mean, we can talk about it. This is going to be me derailing it. Did you see the whole thing between Mr. Beast uploading a video to X and. Yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. thing with the okay. Elon was talking about it, and Mr. Beast was like, "You know, it, it these videos cost a boatload of money to produce, and the advertising revenue from X is god awful." So, oh, you don't know the update? Oh, did it? Did it keep going? He uploaded a video to X, and um. It absolutely got he. This is what Mr. Beast claims. It got flooded later in the upload time with ads, and he ended up making like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars on it. But he put a disclaimer that this isn't the normal revenue, and that you could you're not necessarily going to see that kind of revenue on a video. So... And now there's a whole conspiracy theory of did Elon Musk like kind of rig that? to yeah. happen i mean obviously <laughs> yeah after like when you started saying like he uploaded a video i almost wanted to say it did really well didn't it because you know that elon is kind of petty oh, and they, they kind of had a little back and forth it wasn't like a violent back and forth like it was pretty polite i think but oh i i think i think it was very condescending i think i i think elon was very condescending i don't think jimmy mr beast came across very condescending i think he was i think he did really i i didn't read it like that at all but our our brains do work differently i saw it as him just saying look i i won't make money here so i'm not going to you don't think saying that publicly on the platform that you're talking about to the owner of the platform isn't a little isn't in and of itself a little bit condescending i don't think so i i think it i the tone matters and that's fair and you can't see tone via text elon specifically asked him about uploading a video and he just told him like look i'd love to but i I don't make money here and these videos like cost a lot of money. So I don't think it came across as condescending at all. I think it was very honestly professional. Um, But I'm sure Elon took it 
as a slap in the face. So once we uploaded a video, that precious little algorithm probably got nudged in a certain direction and then flooded with ads and all that. So it's shitty, but it's good that Mr. Beast came back and said, look, this isn't normal. This is not what you're going to see compared to other mediums. Because like X does not generate revenue. Like even like if you look at social media influencers, like there's a lot of comedians on Twitter, but most influencers now are on like Snapchat or Instagram because that's you're going to get more money that way. And that's why they're on those forms. Um, Even YouTube, like YouTube doesn't like I remember when YouTube first started really booming like 2017 2018 um as a platform where you could make a career out of it right and we're not at that level anymore because it seemed like we'll never get to that level yeah I, i don't think it'll ever go back to that but x is the complete opposite like it is just a platform for you to essentially shit post all day whereas like if you go to if you if you're on snapchat and you go over to like suggested follows or whatever it's a bunch of like stupidly attractive men and women just basically vlogging their days and they fill it with the most useless stuff because every time you get to like 30 views or whatever an ad plays and they get paid and they make Hello, money. Um, that was a uh, bit of a hijacking. You are doing that more and more frequently. Are you no, just derail the episode? Are you doing that on the football pod? <laughs> no, not at all. That's jackass. <laughs> Ruining my. You should watch. Honestly, I think I think the argument me and Alex got on as far as Baltimore versus Kansas City. You should watch that. That's probably why I don't like derail it as much because we have a lot more heated debates on. Look, I, 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 you're aware of this. I, I'm not a football fan. I, I like highlights. Yep. And I will tune into the Super Bowl because it's the freaking Super Bowl. Um, I have one, one. Situation that I want to happen in regards to the Super Bowl, which is I do not want the Kansas City Chiefs to make it because when I watch the Super Bowl, they make it every year. I know, but this year, I don't want every 30 seconds because every time they like Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, every time, I'm so sick of it. Like, as not a football fan, I can tell you that. So time out. Time out now. Time out now. Time out now. Time out. You know what? I'm I'm just I'm just going to I'm going to give you guys a little bit behind the scenes. So and this actually will go into the the Tuesday episode. So you said if you could make a bunch of money doing the same thing over and over again, you would. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're the NFL and Taylor Swift is what a top. Three grossing she, artists. She's arguably the most popular exactly musician on the planet right now. Exactly. 
would you not do that to have more eyes on your product? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not blaming them at all. I would do the same. If I was in the marketing department for the NFL, like every time, I would be Taylor Swift. Oh, they they spiked the ball at the end of the quarter. Taylor Swift. So you they, didn't see... Um... What Travis's brother did while he was in the booth. With, yeah, I saw uh, the shirtless guy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. N- that's yeah, that's his brother. That's his brother. I, I know who Jason Kelsey is. Oh, okay. okay. I, I, I have a layman's understanding of football. I know players okay. well enough. But, okay. like, even then, like, he was relevant because of the retirement. And because it was freaking hysterical. Chugging a beer with fans. That was great. Um, I just he also he also apparently went to one of the uh, I think it was in Buffalo. Yeah, it was in Buffalo. He went to one of the Bills fans. There was this little girl who had a Taylor Swift sign, and he lifted him up into the press box to show Taylor the sign. Let's keep moving. Um, anyway, hold on. I'm going. I was looking for something because there was a study I read a long time ago. So. We're we're just derailing this episode entirely, and I'm participating in it. Yes, um, you are. So you'll hear me say all the time, I love football highlights, but I don't like the game. And the reason for that is the clock is constantly running, but there's not a penalty there's relevant to that. It's constantly running on clocks. There's the game clock, and then there's the pre-snap clock, and one can be running when the other one is. I know. I I'm aware. Okay. How that works? If it's a live play, like it ends in a tackle in the center of field, the clock keeps running. If you run it out of bounds or an incomplete pass, clock stops. I know the rules, Angelo. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure. What I'm saying is that during an NFL game, an NFL game lasts about three and a half hours, right? Like, if you sit down to watch a game, it's three and a half hours that you are choosing to spend your time, right? Yep. When you're watching a sporting event, right, you're you're tuning in to watch a sporting event, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is because there's a game clock that keeps running, there's a lot of wasted time, whether it's the game clock's running while they're standing in a huddle or they're standing at the line of scrimmage, the QBs yelling at everyone, you're wasting a lot of time. So in an NFL game, and this is a, this is a trivia question I have for you in an average NFL game, three and a half hours, how much time do you think you are actually watching gameplay? Like from the time the ball is snapped until the play is blown dead. How much time? In oh, that's not very hours, often. What? That's not very often. I, 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 forty percent. Oh, Angelo. What? Not even close. <laughs> Three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Hike to the whistle blow. Whether it's a tackle, incomplete pass, whatever. How much time is that in an entire game? Whatever forty percent of three and a half hours is it's so not, yeah, that's that's an, an hour. It's about an hour. No, it's eleven minutes. Oh, eleven minutes? It is eleven minutes. That that's why you'll hear me say I love watching highlights, but I can't watch a game because like 
Some of that's 11 minutes. That doesn't suck. It's a le- the average is 11 minutes. You can do it. Like next time you're watching a game, have it because I've done it. Because I read the study. I was like, no way. I did it. It's 11 minutes. <laughs> and that's why, like, I get it's incredibly physical. Yeah. Um, but it. It's a uh, gladiator sport. It's right, 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 right. But. 11 minutes like you're telling me that you play now that's offense and defense right so you're you you're playing five and a half minutes each right offense is playing five and a half minutes defense is playing five and a half minutes we're we're no i don't think that's how that works because the offense and defense play simultaneously no i'm saying each no 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 i'm saying like kansas's offense plays for five and a half minutes defense plays for five and a half minutes Right. Okay, okay. So yeah. you're telling me you can only play one game a week when you only have to play for five and a half minutes a week. That's tough. That's tough. Um, but no, there, there, there is a reason for this. So in the. I, I, here's the actual breakdown. So there is 11 minutes of actual playing time. This is if you're watching at home. Okay. So there's 11 minutes of playing time, 17 minutes of replays, because sometimes they show replays while the players are conversing in their huddles or standing at the line. 67 minutes of players standing around. Now, that's not like them standing in a huddle or standing on the sidelines. That's some of it, but it's also just them standing at the line of scrimmage. 75 minutes of advertising. Now, with certain... What? That's how you make money. I get, I get it, but there's differences too because like some of this breaks down. So like instead of 67 minutes of players standing around when it's the Dallas Cowboys, it's like 56 minutes of them standing around, and the rest of the time, the 11 additional minutes is um, Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. But it, I want to see. So I'm you. I'm debating doing this. I don't know if I will because I'll probably be drinking a lot during the Super Bowl. I might make an appearance on the post-Super Bowl episode of your podcast, okay? Because what I'm thinking about doing is timing the Super Bowl, okay? And I'm going to break it down by time playing and time Taylor Swift is shown if the Chiefs make it. Kansas City makes it. If Kansas City makes it, I might be making an appearance on. You know, I you know I'll I will stay sober that night. I will not drink. No, you won't. <laughs> I will get not out of here with any that. alcohol. I will I mean, watch this game, and I will tell you. That how needs to much... be a parlay bet. That's an easy one. No, you're not. But I just I don't know how that's riveting TV, like. <laughs> Even if you're a fan of Taylor Swift, how many times can you point at your TV and go, oh, that's Taylor Swift? Like, what is exciting about that? The novelty at first was fun. Like, oh, is she dating him? Oh, what's going on? Oh, she's wearing his jersey. But like at this point, what are we watching for? I don't know. Um, Let's get to basketball. <laughs> um. Let's start with the all-star starters. The all-star starters were 
announced based on vote getters. Interestingly, I have an interesting little fact for you. Are you ready for your interesting fact? Sure. So a player in the NBA received three votes, just three votes from the players because the starters are voted on separately by the players, the media, and the fans. Or players and coaches, media, and the fans. Three players in the NBA voted for a guy to be an all-star starter. If I gave you a hundred guesses, I do not think you would get it. So go ahead and give me who your most outlandish possible all-star starter could be. Outlandish? The most, like, absolutely. So, like, Jordan Poole is more outlandish than Jordan Poole. No, Jordan Poole is at least a NBA player getting quality of minutes. Whether or not he's efficiently using those minutes is a debate on itself. You're not going to get it. Give me a conference. Uh, Eastern. Eastern Conference. So it has to be a team. Is it something stupid like Kenny Pritchard? I mean, maybe. Um, It is a Central Division team, so that'll narrow it down for you. Oh, this can be, you're telling me this could be a Cav? It can be a Cav, Pacer, Piston, <laughs> Bulls, or Buck. Okay, so my... Okay. So my theory is that it's in Indiana. It is not. So I'm going to give you it's one more not... clue. Okay. I'm going to give you one more clue. It is possible that people just clicked on the wrong person. Like I said, you're when I say it, you're gonna be like, "Oh, that makes sense." Wait, that's stupid. Oh, the Nassus. The Nassus, yeah. <laughs> so what I'm hoping is the players, because with Giannis's name being so long, it, they might have shortened it to G Antetokounmpo, and the player just saw Antetokounmpo and clicked on it. Yep. If not, um. I think it's probably Thanasis voted for himself. Giannis voted for himself. Uh, the other Antetokounmpo brother plays in the G League, so he doesn't get a vote. Um, maybe Robin Lopez? You know what we need? What do we I need? I don't know if we... Well, maybe it will probably in basketball, because this... We need, like, some kind of public forum that these players can go on and justify their votes the players tribune <laughs> is is that i we mean we have a breakdown of why thanasis got three votes no but like we also that so i do think that we should publicly see the votes um, i agree kind of like how like in awards we can see like who you know a random writer on Bleacher Report that for some reason got a media vote who he votes for for DPOY. Like, we, we should be able to see that. Um, <clears throat> so now let's go ahead and let's walk through these starters. We can discuss nubs, but I don't really think any of these are a snub. Yeah, I, I, think, I think there's one or two debates, but I, I don't know. Um, there's there's one huge debate for me on the East, but 
I, there on. is one for me as well, too, and I'm guessing it's the same one. Um, so we'll start with the East. So the captain, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Tyrese Halliburton, and Damian Lillard. And I'm guessing you're Dame. Dame. It, it's absolutely Dame. Um, Jalen Brunson probably deserved it more. Agreed. Um, honestly, I think. Well, no, this isn't going to sound me. This is just reality. It's a legacy pick. Like, he's the bigger name. He's the flashier player. The way he plays will translate better to an All-Star game. It's like voting Steph Curry into an All-Star game. Granted, Steph usually deserves it year in and year out. But it's kind of the same logic. I think he just got it on the name and less on that he deserved to be the starter for this season. I Like, I don't... It's hard to say because I don't really have a problem with Dame getting it. Um, just I have a problem with him being an All Star, but Jalen Brunson deserved to be the starter. Yeah, Jalen Brunson should have been the starter. That said, I mean Dame is averaging twenty five and seven, so it's like I don't know. It, he's not been super efficient, and I guess that's my biggest knock against him. He kind of is shot chucking more than. I remember him doing in Portland, which is weird because in Portland, that was kind of what he was known for. Um, But yeah, I I do think Jalen Brunson should have got it over him. I don't have a problem with Damian Lillard getting it. I just, I would have preferred Brunson. Um, Western Conference starters, LeBron James is the captain, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic, and SGA. I have no problem with the Western starters. Um, LeBron's making his 20th consecutive start. In broke the, the record. In the broke the record. Um, it is weird not seeing Steph's name on that list, but I cannot justify him over Luca or Shea. Like, there, there's yeah. not even... Agreed. Like, I could not even... If I were a Curry fan, I I couldn't justify saying curry deserved it over those two um are there any other snubs that you can think of because i think jalen brunson is a snub i thought he would have been a lock to get in no i I, for the most part i think they got it right as far as the starters go i am excited to see a return to east versus west i will miss the player draft though uh, player draft was kind of awkward to me i'm not gonna lie it was awkward but it was fun i like the way the nhl did it was better because the old player picked last donated like they donated a bunch of money to whatever charity they wanted to and they also got a car but it's like you're a all-star athlete you probably can afford a car yeah <laughs> so let's sure move on yeah, that's true. But that's what you get for being in a sport that has a million players per team. Um with no salary cap. We're not we're not getting on another sport. We already did football. That's fair. Um, but yeah, baseball has these huge gaps where you're either making like thirty, forty million dollars or you could be making five hundred K, regardless of if you're an all star or not. Anyway, go on. Um, so the trade that happened, we finally had another trade. It seems like this has been a busier trade season. And in recent years, um, leading yeah. up to the deadline, uh, Terry Rozier traded to the Miami Heat for Kyle Lowry and a protected, I don't know the protections, 2027 first round pick. Um, oh, first. Wow. 
Yeah, but you're you're assuming it's Miami. They're probably going to be competitive, and it's probably lottery protected. Um, That's right. So. From the Heat's perspective, I really do like it. It adds a bit more speed. It, he's a little, not a little, he's a lot better of a scorer than Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry is kind of better. Kyle Lowry is kind of on his last legs anyway. Yeah. So. Scary Terry can go out and get you 20. So pretty yeah. consistently. I'm um, sure when we get to the playoffs, we'll have the 30 point Terry Rozier game and Adam, or Adam and Ren being like, well, you know, it wasn't Jimmy Butler. Terry Rozier, you know, went out. Terry Rozier isn't going to go out every night and get well, you thirty points. No. So what'll happen? And this is this is this is Ren foreseeing the future. Yeah. Jimmy Butler, like they they will play a first round series and they'll go down like three zero. Right? They're going to go down three zero. You think Jimmy they're going to go down three zero? J- J- Jimmy's going to average like seventeen eighteen. Not great efficiencies, not great defensive numbers. And then Terry Rozier is going to go out and average 40 for the rest of the series, win the series, and everyone's going to be like, wow, look at what Jimmy did. And, like, that's my problem. <laughs> my problem is not with the Miami Heat. My problem is with the fact that all the credit is given to Jimmy, one way or the other. And it it really kind of demeaned the rest of the players that did step up. I'm not saying Jimmy had a bad playoffs. I'm saying that I'm so sick of, well, Jimmy's a dog when it wasn't Jimmy that got them there. Like Jimmy was important. But don't be disrespectful to the rest of the team like that. Um, but no, I, I really do like this trade from Miami's point of view. From the Hornets, sure, you get a pick. Kyle Lowry is Kyle Lowry. You're, you're not competing like okay so like i don't get what the hornets are playing at because like for the hornets like standards they've actually like had fairly decent selections in the last few drafts absolutely i think they have a very nice roster on paper so, so yeah exactly so eventually like I've I've said like way too much. Anyway, eventually that has to come together. You just keep stockpiling picks. I, I mean, but do you though? There's like, a question. Hmm. Do you move off Lamelo Ball? No, absolutely not. You don't. No, I Lamelo is the face of that franchise for the foreseeable future. Um, there are rumors out there that they're looking to move potentially Miles Bridges. I don't know what the market for Miles Bridges would be. Obviously, very talented basketball player, but off court drama is it, it, it does push some of the teams away. Um, is PJ Washington still on that team? I think PJ was still on that team. He is. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, obviously, he's a nice piece, but I would trade everyone on that team before I trade LaMelo. Because LaMelo is a player, he is a group, like phenomenal scorer, phenomenal playmaker, average at best defender. Um, that's not fair. I think he's better than... At least I give him credit for on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously not a stopper, but 
I, I think he might be a little underrated when it comes to defense. Um, and he's young. Like you have him locked up for at least a decade. He's also unavailable. Oh, if availability mattered in this league, Kawhi Leonard would not have a contract. Zion Williamson would not have a contract. This guy. Ja Morant would not have a contract. This guy. Okay. I I don't want. Okay. This was this. I gave you the chance. This was my. This was your chance to be like, well, Melo Ball is not available. Maybe they should move on. Nope. No, I don't think you move on from someone just because they're not available. I just think you have to be realistic in your expectations. Like from a analysis point of view, I'm not saying that if I'm an NBA general manager, I don't want Zion Williamson on my team. No, I absolutely want Zion Williamson on my team because when he plays, he's that guy. From a fan's perspective, ooh. No, <laughs> because it's a star-driven league, and Lamelo is a star. Star-driven uh, league. It's a star-driven league. It's why we pretend that one player is the sole reason a uh, team made it past a playoff round. Um, hmm. speaking of star-driven league, you have been dealing with furnace issues, so you have not really paid attention to basketball for a couple of days. Yes, but I might be getting a furnace installed on Monday. We'll see. Good. Ohio in the winter without a furnace sounds miserable. Did um, I tell you that the uh, it got so cold that the freezer in my fridge stopped working and the yeah. pipelines in the bathroom froze on the, yes. in the downstairs? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Okay, just make sure. Did you not get your furnace tuned up at the start of the season? No. That was your first mistake. Um. You're not wrong. Well, anyway, you didn't, you you weren't able to tune into basketball or whatever. Um, so on, the twenty second. What day was that? That was a couple days ago. So on the twenty second, we had two very high scoring individual performances. So yes. the interesting thing about this is if you look at, hold on. Hold on. I meant to pull this open. Hold on. So, hold on. So, January 22nd, 2024, Joel Embiid drops 70 points. January 22nd, 2024, Carl Anthony Towns, 61 points. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta pull this up. January twenty second, two thousand and six. Kobe Bryant scores eighty one points. Mm-hmm. So this keeps going. There's actually a few of these high scoring games. I just couldn't remember who the other one was. I thought it was Devin Booker, but he actually did that on my birthday. Um, January twenty second is apparently a day to play if you want to score a lot um joel and you know where you won't find us on january 22nd playing 2k on stream 
Go on. Uh, yeah. So Joel Embiid's game, 70 points, 80, 18 rebounds. I almost said 80 rebounds. That would have been insane. Five assists, one for two from three. So Someone probably still would have said Wilt probably would have got more. though. Anyway, he go on. only Sorry. took two three-pointer attempts, and he hit 70 points. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a win. It was against the Spurs. Uh, Wimbanyama, he looked like he had a good game, too. Like, I think he had 32 or something. And there's actually a pretty hilarious point in the game when uh, Wimby was in the post and Embiid was guarding him. And Wimby kind of just leans around him and, like, finger rolls the ball in with, like, no effort required at all because he's just so long. And Embiid's just, like, looking back and forth from Wimby to the ref, the basket. To Wimby, to the ref, to the basket. Like, was that legal? Like, it, it was hilarious. On the flip side, Carl Anthony Towns, 62 points in a loss. Yeah. 62 points, finished the game with a box plus minus of zero. Now, I'm not blaming him for the loss. I do think he looked very gassed at the end of the game because he was essentially stat padding. Like, granted, like Anthony Edwards couldn't hit. Like, nobody on the Timberwolves could hit. Uh, Rudy Gobert looked like end of Utah tenure Rudy Gobert. There was just a layup line scoring on him. Um, But the passiveness of the rest of the Timberwolves really did kind of slow cat down or force cat to expend a lot more energy but he was kind of playing like a 2k player where he was just kind of slowly getting back on defense and then getting out on the break really quickly he did have a very efficient game so 62 points shot 60 percent from the field 10 for 15 from three 21 for 35 from the field as a whole um 10 for 14 from the line uh, eight rebounds, two assists, seven turnovers. Hmm. It was between the two games as a basketball fan. The Embiid game was just so much better and not just because he scored more points, but because he actually was playing on both sides of the ball. And I didn't really feel that as much with Cat. How do you feel about those two scores? So, Embiid is kind of like the anchor of that team. Absolutely. Where Cat doesn't have that responsibility. That's Gobert's responsibility. So, I'm I'm curious what exactly you were expecting out of Cat because that's that's simply not his role. As so, far as being on both sides. You still have to play defense, even if you're not expected to be a true defensive presence. You still have to at least put your hands up. That's what I'm saying. Like, it wasn't... It was that he wasn't really even playing defense. (laughs) It's not he wasn't, oh, 
Embiid was the focal point of the defense. Absolutely, Cat is not. But you still got to try. You got to do something, especially when everyone was just blowing Pasco Bear all night. Next man up. But the it really was weird watching Anthony Edwards just like he couldn't hit like he never got into a rhythm. And just every time he got the ball, you knew it was going straight to cat. And that was really the entire Timberwolves team. Like the moment someone touched the ball, it was just a one touch pass over to cat and cat was in ISO, whether he was posting or driving to the rim. It was kind of strange because. With Embiid's, like, yeah, I knew he scored a lot, but if I hadn't looked at the box score, like, it didn't feel like he was dominating the game like he was. But that's also, like, I guess I don't think high scoring if you're not shooting threes. And that's what's so interesting to me is we have so many elite three-point shooters now he got 70 without shooting any. That might be a good sign for the potential breaking of the 101 record. Do you think we're out, we'll ever see someone break that? I think so. I think so. I think... So... I think the assists in a season record is damn near untouchable. But I think just with the way the game is going and the way scoring is increasing, I think the uh, points in a game and points in a season, like that's only a matter of time. And that's weird to say because we were talking about the Kobe 81 game. And if you go and watch that, like it felt like he scored every time he touched the ball. And you don't know how someone could have been more efficient than that. But then you remember that Wilt was playing against dudes that probably had a hangover and they were just on the floor because they were tall and they weren't really like basketball fans. Because there was a lot of like, oh, you're tall, you're playing basketball back then. And that's not to say there isn't now, because like if you're above Are seven you feet tall. that Wilt and uh, to, I guess, also an extent, Bill Russell are overrated? Um, it depends on the context. Uh, like, do I think, I think Bill Russell would fare better if you just like, if you were to port them from then to today's game, I think Bill Russell would be all right. Um, obviously he, he's not going to stretch the floor, but his game was more defensive <clears throat> and he would be fine on that side of the floor. Um, because it's really hard to say that a player then would or would not be good today because it's kind of disingenuous to say we're just going to take them and put them in today's game. Yeah, right? that's, true. That, that's not fair to them because they they were elite athletes of their time. We've made massive advancements in sports medicine, sports sciences. If they had access to that, who's to say they wouldn't be even better? Um, do I think that saying that their skill set puts them like in the goat tier? I mean, obviously they should be in the goat tier. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I think people. I don't do, consider. I don't consider uh, them in that conversation. 
I think you have to. I, I, because you have to How look many at people it. people in the conversation for you? Five, ten. Mm-hmm. Mine's a lot shorter, I guess. Then. Okay. But I think it's because you have to look at it through the lens of eras. You have to understand that they played in a different era and then compare it where you can. You can't just one for one be like, oh, well, LeBron James is a better three-point shooter than Wilt Chamberlain. No shit. It's a completely different game now. I think that drive, if you're going to compare players, because the one thing that all of these players have versus their opponents was their desire to win. How far were they willing to go? Because if you give a player that has that drive the same tools, who's to say they won't be just as good or better? Yeah. Um, because when we're comparing LeBron and MJ or Kobe and Steph, just comparing their skills is irrelevant. They're all different heights. They're all different weights. They all play the game completely different. But who wanted it more? So you have to look at it through the lens of era. And I, I think that it's to say they're not in that tier just because they played at a time when the opposition wasn't necessarily probably as good and the coaching was subpar and the rules kind of were mid. Um, seriously, go watch some games from like the 50s, 60s. It, it's weird. Like the spacing is everyone bunched together, um, dribbling. Everyone kind of looks like a child that just picked up a ball for the first time, even though they've probably been playing most of their lives. It's strange, but again, it, it it's not fair to compare them just on skill set. And I do think that they do deserve to be in that tier. But people like some of our friends that are like, oh, if you just brought Shaq to the modern NBA, he would dominate everyone. No, he wouldn't. He'd be a liability defensively. <laughs> Great at protecting the paint, but how is he going to guard the Carl Anthony Towns or Miles Turners of the world? I don't even know. And honestly, I don't even know if he'd be good at guarding the paint, especially if he'd have to be in drop coverage. Like if yeah. he was already there, yeah, but in drop, I don't know. He'd be really good at setting screens. <laughs> That's 100%. about all I can say. But yeah, like you match him against Embiid, Embiid's strong as hell. Like obviously he's not going to move playing weight Shaq very far, but Embiid also can shoot. Embiid also can pass. It, that's not to say that Shaq isn't in that conversation as well, but you can't just compare then and now. Like it doesn't work that way. I am I am always so conflicted with talking about how great Shaq Shaq is or is not. So talent what I don't know. Like I don't want to he is the most dominant player to ever play the game. Yeah. Talent wise, he, he was he his foot his footwork is underrated. I think his post moves, even today, like you go back and watch it, and they're nice as hell. But I do it's think he's. It's. I think I I think this is a conversation we've already had, but I'm. Kind of hard pressed to talk to, about someone being in like the goat conversation or 
one of the best when they really, you could argue, didn't live up to their potential because they didn't want to work as hard as other players around the time. Yeah, and that's that, kind of... That's the, that's the conflict. He I can do be the most he, dominant player, but he can also, you know, fell short to his own standards. That's the thing. Like, the, he's in the conversation. I don't have him as high as other people, and the reason is, like I said, it's it's the drive, it's the work ethic, and yep. uh, imagine Shaquille O'Neal with drive. The same yeah. thing with Charles Barkley. Imagine Charles Barkley if Charles Barkley didn't like to eat as much as Charles Barkley liked to eat. He'll be the first to tell you that. Um, it's just tough. It's tough. Um, there was one other thing. What was the last thing I put in the? What was the last thing I put in the notes today? Uh, I'm pretty like, sure it was All Star starters. We were going to talk about the stuff with the Bucks coaching. Oh, right, right, right. Adrian Griffin let go by yep. the Bucks. Um, yep. Weird. He must have lost the room because it's no, not like they're having a bad season. 100% he did. In fact, there's been – this is actually one of the few things I've been kind of keeping up with. There's been reports that, yes, he lost the room, that Dame and Giannis both – Dane specifically wasn't happy with the way that the offense is being run. Yeah, so maybe one of the reasons that... Huh? Dame's not shooting a thousand shots. <laughs> well, I was thinking more maybe one of the reasons Dame has been chucking shots is because he doesn't agree with whatever's being called. Um, I've seen, like, little videos, like, Colin kind of compared this to Giannis being transitioning to being more like LeBron as far as mentally. What do you think about that? That, you know, firing the coach midseason as you're 30 and 13 is more of a indication on Giannis's or Dame's will and less of an indication on where the Bucks want I mean, to go. Giannis's interviews after it happened, it seems like he doesn't necessarily agree with the firing. I don't know if maybe it's like he was pushing for it and then it happened and then they, well, we'll, we'll cover the next part. They hired Doc Rivers. Yep. Um, poor decision all around. So, um, I do think that Giannis does have a little bit. Alex asked me a question and I don't know. Um, I, I agreed, but I want to get your input. I know you don't know much of, as much about football, but he said that um, Mike McCarthy, the coach, the current head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, is the Doc Rivers of the NFL, and he gave or, yeah, Doc Rivers of the NFL, and he gave these reasons. He has one Super Bowl appearance where he won with overwhelming talent. And he has a very long history of losing in the playoffs outside of that one time. And he's very poor situationally. Would you agree or disagree with oh, that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Doc Rivers is one of the most overrated coaches of all time. One of the most overrated? And, yeah, absolutely. I don't know how I feel about that, but. Yeah. I mean, it. I could coach the freaking Lob City Clippers. 
All right, Chris, you're going to look for a three. If you don't have it, just throw it up. DeAndre and Blake will go get it. Like, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to pose a scenario to you. Okay. You, you'll hate this, but okay. The Bucks make it past the first round because they're probably going to get a top three seed. They make it past the first round with whomever. Mm-hmm. They get to the second round. It's Miami. I'm taking Miami. They go up 3-1. I'm taking Miami. And Miami stages a comeback while the Bucks were up 3-1. Do you think that does anything for the mid-season hire of Doc Rivers as far as reflecting what you you're d- you're not even you're not even like debating this. You're like no matter what the scenario, Bucks versus Miami, I'm taking Miami. Be honest, I'm taking whoever in the first round versus Bucks. When was the what? last time when was the last time in the NBA a midseason firing of the coach translated to success in the pro season? That was at no, that was at the conclusion of the season. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Like something broke in this organization and I don't know what it is because it seems like everything's fine. Like from the outside looking in, there were no problems. They were 30 and 13. Like Giannis is confused apparently about why he was fired. Like it doesn't look good. No, no, it does not. And the Bucks have the talent. Like the Bucks have the talent to be in the Eastern Conference Finals or even the NBA Finals. Yeah, I just think that with a leadership issue, when is leadership the most important in the postseason? Do you think this is the start of Giannis leaving Milwaukee after no. the conclusion of his no? You don't think so? No. Okay. No, but he doesn't have anything left to prove. I mean, he, he won an NBA championship. He's got MVPs. But at this point, it's just legacy. Okay. And would you rather... So, I know you're a fan of ring chasing for legacy, right? Yep. But let's say... <laughs> what builds more of a legacy? Winning a ring and MVPs and titles and all that jazz and staying with one franchise, right? So you only get one ring or you already it's won one. your ring and got more MVPs than most players are ever going to get. Now you go two. form a super team in South beach. You win another ring, but everyone hates you from a legacy standpoint. He's already got the ring. He's already ring. proven he can win. You get the ring, especially if that's attached to potentially getting more than one ring, because people forget about that stuff. I don't think so. I think that winning a ring and staying with one franchise, those are the two polar opposites, right? Because you always talk about the rings are important. I say the loyalty is important. Meet in the middle. Win a ring with your team. Well, it depends where your aspirations are. They're... There are certain tiers that if he wants to get to, he needs to win more than one ring. 
right? Mm. Agree to disagree. Th that will start a whole like 30 minute argument on its own. So I'll just say agree to disagree. I think that. Okay. You've been to the promised land. You have crossed that threshold. You finish your career with one franchise. That's more of a legacy than going to form a super team with two of the best other players in the NBA at the time. I mean, Doc Rivers has a ring. I don't like it. I, I just don't like the signing. I think that if you were going to replace him, you could have done better than Doc Rivers. I agree. I think that Doc one Rivers, I agree. Doc Rivers has shown a tendency to lose the trust of his players when it matters the most. So, I don't know. You got anything else? No, I don't got anything else. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking around this long. We kind of went off on a few wild tangents there um if you like what we do here leave a comment like subscribe follow do anything you can on whatever platform you're listening to us on um follow us on socials at no reserves and we will see you on tuesday barring something catastrophic stopping us from releasing but it shouldn't love you bye